Hi, this is Josh Vital, your co-host for Encounter Cottage Grove. And we do have a Gmail set up, just so you know, it's EncounterCG at gmail.com. So feel free to send us any comments, concerns, feedback, if you don't feel comfortable sending it to me directly or to Rosie directly by some other means. Or if you don't know us, perhaps, you can just send it to EncounterCG at gmail.com. Having said that, I do also want to say I really appreciate all the all the listeners out there. We have gotten uh, more than a few listeners to this podcast, and we're just starting. And that includes the uh, those dear people in the Cottage Grove area who are listening, as well as those po- folks in the exotic places such as Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, Colorado, New York City, and beyond. So thank you. Keep listening. I hope this... Uh, I, I, and California, lest I don't don't think I forgot you, you Californians. So that that said, I do want to say we have a, a slew of upcoming episodes. We've done some interviews. We're just finishing them up. They should be coming out in the next few days. So stay tuned. Uh, be subscribed. Rate our rate rate the episode. It actually uh, I found out it does help um, to kind of do all that stuff. Obviously, it helps kind of um, get the podcast out there. It encourages the platforms to get it out there more. So. Do all those things right as well. Uh, I want to say before jumping into the interview with Scott Bergwin that he is the owner and manager of the Coast Fork Farm Stand. That is a downtown downtown Cottage Grove uh, food venue. It is a small business. It is It holds a lot of um, local food, a lot of organic food, uh, a lot of healthy food. And it is uh, one of the reasons it's here is as our first um, podcast, as an interview podcast outside of me and Rosie talking is that it is very much a community-oriented store, and I think you'll you'll get that feeling from hearing Scott himself, but uh, the feeling in the store, uh, his orientation towards keeping the prices very low and kind of going out of his way to serve the community in that way. So um, I hope you enjoy the conversation and, um, and look forward to uh, any feedback from you guys. All right, I'm with Scott Bergwin, down by the river. Thank you for uh, having me over here and being willing to chat about life and life in the time of COVID, as we're saying. Um, yeah. How are you doing today? <laughs> doing great. All right. To get, um, I'm done working, basically, so I had a nice day off and it's a beautiful day, so You're, uh, pretty relaxed. Six days of work, one day of rest. Uh, seven days of work, and just uh, <laughs> they vary. Yeah, like today, up, you know, I worked up till from about six this morning up till about noon, and then get the rest of the day off. I was gonna say it's kind of godlike, but it's actually more than godlike. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's exactly how I think of it. <laughs> God, G A W D, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, well, so I, w- I want to chat with you about kind of the latest, you know, what's been going on. Obviously, I come into the farm stand and um, I see these big piles of bulk food and think about how the heck did, you know, who's buying that? There's so much. Mm-hmm. Things seem like they've been changing. I want to talk to you about that. But before we kind of get into the latest and all this, maybe you could tell us just a little bit about yourself, um, kind of how you've come to Cottage Grove and um, 
and then maybe what um, when you started the farm stand and maybe a little bit about just um, okay. bring us up to speed I'll tell you past, what I remember that's 65 years or yes. something <laughs> yeah that's the old so where do you want to begin <laughs> I like to tell people I remember being born but we, we'll go into that we'll save that for a different podcast yeah. okay um, anyway Unbelievably, the farm stand is now uh, ten and a half years okay. since I started it. Um, but and I've been in town here for seventeen, going on eighteen years, and I mean I can't believe it. This longer than I've ever been anywhere in my life, so mm-hmm. by quite a bit. Um, so you're in the Midwest for a while. Uh, Midwest for a while. I'm a Westerner. I mean, I'm born in California. <clears throat> Can you edit that out? <laughs> um, you know, I left California. Uh, long before I had any choice either where I was born or where I was going to live uh, I consider myself an Oregonian I graduated from high school in Portland okay long time ago mm. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of returned uh, to Oregon 17 years ago and uh, the farm stand is just sort of like uh like a lot of ways I've done things in my life it turns out I just kind of like oh I need to be doing something what should I do mm-hmm. oh let's uh, I think I I started a buying club for some things with recycled paper way back when now here in Cottage Grove that business didn't work out but as part of it I made a connection to um, Azure Standard which is one of the places we still order from it's mm-hmm. a big uh, wholesaler family farm I turned into a wholesaler out in central Oregon and uh and then got asked to manage the what was called the growers market, which is the local farmers market at that time. And I don't even know now how long ago that was, but mm-hmm. uh, it's back when the Chamber of Commerce sponsored it. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up moving into the park, started trying to provide some things that some of the, the few farmers that we had weren't growing or able to provide. So, you know, started with like sweet corn because none of our farmers had that, and pumpkins. And that just sort of evolved into um, having a stand that ended up being like five pop-up tents at the growers market in Coiner Park and then doing it another day a week in a different location in town and uh, you know one thing led to another and has offered this space I'm in right now and it just keeps uh, expanding. It was an itinerant farm stand and then it became a right exactly yeah it's funny I never made this connection before but it's farm stand Mm-hmm. And I, one of the ways I kind of remember meeting you was, it was another kind of stand. Right. <laughs> you're, yes. You're standing. Stand on the has a theme. I've noticed that myself. I'm not sure why, but there's the word stand seems to have a theme in my life. There's a least. big kind of stand for peace. Right. Stand for peace. Which you were doing for a really long time mm-hmm. on the corner of Seventh and Seventh and Main. Stand for peace. Yeah, I started that um, the first Friday in December. 2002. Oh wow! Before the war. Before the yeah, it was the kind of the run up to the yeah. Iraq War when we had all the no war signs and you know we we're still you know hoping against hope that somehow uh, it wasn't going to happen. Of course it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I think it was 10 years later was when I decided to stop doing it. It coincided with the Occupy movement, mm-hmm. and we kind of decided that well, Stand for Peace will become Occupy Cottage Grove. You know, it seemed like a natural sort of place to uh, transition. And Occupy Cottage Grove kicked around for a while. I didn't stay in it all that long. Tried to do fits and starts of trying to do some things. It didn't seem to work out all that well. 
the energy sort of left it. There are still people standing on the corner, though. Mm -hmm. At least, I think, both Friday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that continues at some level. I mean, can you go back in your mind a month or two? I know that mm -hmm. actually sounds like a long time ago in these, right. in these weeks does, and actually, months. Yes. And like, you know, there was the gloves and just kind of what the process was of kind of coming to terms and seeing the changes. What were some of the signs for you that um, there were some significant changes of brewing in terms of the virus and everything? Well, so like everyone, I'm sure I was, uh, you know, I don't even remember this, honestly. But I'm sure I was aware, I mean, I followed the news, I was aware that there was this pandemic brewing even before it was called that and things going on in the world and then it shows up in Seattle area, you know, at least in terms of if you're just following the general news. And honestly, I think the biggest place where it hit us, and uh, it's amazing what you can't remember, so it's not that long ago, <laughs> but was, um, Getting the uh, right at the beginning of March, I believe it was a it seems like it was a Thursday, and suddenly we had a uh, usually a Thursday is one of our slower days in general. We had this day that was like you know people were coming in <laughs> buying all kinds of stuff, mm. and uh, and actually earlier that morning I'd noticed it in some of the places I go to in Eugene to pick up stuff for the farm stand. It's like oh. Lots of people. And so, it turns out that was right in the middle of a toilet paper rush, you know, and people were like going in. I know a guy at Winco, for example, who works there, and I was talking to him, and he said, Yeah, tell me how busy they've been, busiest they'd ever been. And then sometimes you think you're separate from the world, you know, you're doing something different, and, you know, um, I don't know, whatever, if, what that tendency is, but to think that you're doing something, either something different or you're different from other people or you're not connected to the mainstream thing. Well, yeah. turns out it was hitting everywhere and that day it hit us mm. and it continued. It just kept going each day. More people coming in, people buying more than they usually do at one time. And so that's what first, I guess, slap in the face aware of, wow, people are freaking out a bit here. And, uh, and I, honestly, I can't remember where we started, like putting out gloves, and we had a little internal debate about face masks. I resisted it at first. I didn't want to wear one. Mm. Um, and one of my employees was really good. She made some for us, you know, and mm. got a little push and pull on that. And then when I, it's finally sunk into me that uh, I could be carrying it, mm. <laughs> you know, uh, and my, maybe me more likely than other people because I go to Eugene every day. I'm out and about. I'm around where there's groups of people, you know, mm. in these stores and stuff, right? So I could be carrying it, and uh, it's like you say, asymptomatic and spreading it everywhere, mm -hmm. right? So that that okay, got to wear the mask. I hate it, but I got to wear it. Mm. Um, so you just didn't like how you looked in it. Yeah, exactly. It's a you know I'm a fashion plate, <laughs> which you know anybody hearing this might believe it. You know, but, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, no, it's funny. It's kind of humorous. There's humorous things about this. Like the first time I put that mask on, it's like I started overheating immediately. I think the one of the, it was one of the first days where we pushed up to 70 in the afternoon. You know, and I'm going sort of laughingly to myself going, oh, my God, I've got one of the symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, uh, it's mainly that you get. And I, I guess you don't really get used to it. You can't really say that. Oh, I forgot I have the mask on. It's not like my glasses, which you know I've worn forever, and you just forget you have them on. Fortunately, but it's interesting. You are um, you're older than forty five. 
Fitbit. And 68, I'll just tell you what the heck. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, you're in the higher risk range. What they say is higher risk, yes. Uh, but that didn't seem to cross your mind. You were, you were thinking more about being a carrier. Yeah, and people. I tell people, if it was just, if the thing was wear a mask so you protect yourself, I probably wouldn't be wearing one. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I guess, that crazy? Some people say, oh, that's crazy, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm more of a... I'm kind of like, yeah, let's protect other people. That's good. But I'm kind of a fatalist on the other end. Okay. Mm. It's around. If it wants me, it's going to get me, right? That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> so um, at least the discomfort level, to me, it wouldn't be. It's not that important to me to be. Uh, it's more important to me to be able to breathe <laughs> than to uh, worry about what. You know, so I don't go. I'm not a person, fortunately, but maybe it works against me sometimes. I'm not, not concerned really about what I touch and all that much. You know, um, but I certainly like everybody else. I'm washing my hands a lot more than uh, I ever, ever, ever. And uh, were people um, expressing concern when they came into the store? Was it just kind of you were deducing it from the amount they were buying and this and that? Um, That's a good question. Well, it's certainly been been a topic of conversation even before the buying rush happened. You know, people wondering what's going on and. Uh, and different levels, people different levels of, you could see the people that were really concerned, mm-hmm. you know, personally concerned about what they were doing and what they were, and I don't even see, I don't even remember when the, the uh, spacing thing started. It all seems condensed and so long ago. Right. Um, we're, it's late April right now and it was probably yeah. mid to early March yeah, I think that so. it started really, I think, hitting people in mass. Seems like it. No, I, see, I, I wish I could remember when we put our sign up that said limited four people in this four customers. So what did you do? You you limited the customers and you what uh, you had those gloves out and maybe. And we got you know we started uh, doing. I give credit this to one of my employees too. That she just you know brought in. It was hard to get disinfectant. She'd happened to have some that she'd gotten. I think just stumbled across. Mm. And so we started doing that a lot more. Just trying yeah. to be way more conscious of. Yeah. Uh, what you're, you know, what you're doing, and the spacing thing. Although it's difficult, if not impossible, as employees and the, the small space that we have to yeah. uh, stay six feet from each other. <laughs> so, and I, and honestly, I don't worry about that. I'm sure some of the people I work with worry about it more than I do. But, um, but you know, we're real. Uh, I think a pretty close, at least workspace, physically, and you know what we think about and care about each other and we miss the hugs you know and so how did you cope I mean uh, did you just get cleaned out did you have to run to Eugene more often to get stuff I mean what was the kind of just logistic of, of dealing with it from your end I think the main pressure is I've um, I've been going to Eugene seven days a week for quite a while oh wow um, I guess it's important to me to want to have things there for people yeah it may be overboard probably overboard you know so if somebody says you get those cheese things with the two legs and you know and comes in a ball and rolls yeah. you know whatever you know I'd be going no but I'll look for it you know mm-hmm. and it becomes important to me to try to find that yeah. you know so so I do I definitely go overboard on that but that's kind of an important one of the reasons why I like doing the farm stand you know to be able to have things there that people actually want um, but this has just intensified it so I might go. It's, when I go to Eugene and different places, I've got there's more things that I got to get. 
mm. to fill the fill the hole that was created. Okay. And what kind of stuff? Um, well, like milk, for example. We're selling a lot of milk more than we um, more than we ever have, but we're selling everything more than we ever have. But the kinds of things that are running out everywhere, you know, milk, flour, yeah. bread, selling a lot more. People are breaking bread and buying bread. I, I don't know how that works, but different people, I guess. Or maybe they're buying bread as, and eating it while they're thinking about baking bread. I don't know. Um, so those kinds of things, right? And that a lot of the, the packaged item sales have definitely gone up. So people are buying canned things and stuff like that, um, which I guess makes sense, right? I mean, you want to... It'd be interesting to see somebody's inside of somebody's house. You know, mm-hmm. people's houses do a survey and see how much do they have how full are their shelves and right. have you seen that there's there's a I don't know if it's a book or some photo documentary where they t- visited people around the world and had people take all the food in their house and put it out front oh wow and it's from all around the world so you get really uh, interesting wow. um, mixes of types of food right. and I know mine food. wouldn't be very interesting <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> uh yeah, because, I mean, the main thing I've heard about is the toilet papers. It was interesting to hear of milk or maybe some of these other yeah, things right. that are... Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I think there's some other things that... I mean, the fresh produce is... <laughs> I mean, we're talking... Um, and I wish this... And on some level, I wish this meant that there's actually more money around. But it turns out, okay, um, I never took Business 101, right? But it turns out that if you sell more things... You have to buy more things. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it's not like you sell stuff and you go, oh, I got a lot of money now, you know? Because somebody will walk in and go, where's the asparagus, you know? Mm. <laughs> um, so that's, like I said, that's part of that just heightened intensity. The cash flows up and it's just running through. What's that saying about a goose? I won't say it on... <laughs> sure. Anyway, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Well, then there's the bulk food. Yes. Because that seems like that's hit a whole nother level. Yeah. So that so that's another level. In fact, maybe, you know, I think it all happened at the same time. I think we had a, the we do our buying gold. club every month. Uh-huh. And you know, now that you mention that, that might be the, might be the first indicator. Or it was right there in the same time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, that suddenly our buying club order that we send out was like huge. You know, so could you tell people what, what that buying club thing is Not um, maybe well knows. basically we have uh, four or five vendors that we get stuff on a regular basis from and then once a month we uh, kind of put out the announcement that there's a deadline place your orders a lot of it's bulk stuff but there's the sky's the limit because some of the wholesalers that we get stuff from have you know wide variety of stuff you could buy uh, a tube of toothpaste and uh, you know, fifty-pound bag of masa, you know, or that sort of thing, mm-hmm. the same order. Um, so that we do that once, we try to keep that to once a month, just to have some kind of control over it. But it's just like ballooned. You know, it's probably at least three times the size of what it had ever been on any other month. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, and the orders are huge. They're still huge coming in, but the wholesalers, a lot of them have lots of things they don't have they're out of mm-hmm. so the supply chain thing is all messed up um it's hard to get some rices pinto beans have been really difficult uh those kinds of things so when you mention toilet paper i mean I, 
supplier I get toilet paper from didn't have it for months before this started, so it's, mm. it's, it's a different What issue. else? Pinto <laughs> beans, uh, some rice, brown rice, if I remember. Yeah, white rice is that people like a lot of white basmati, white mm-hmm. jasmine. Um, but yeah, all those things, uh, big holes. You, you order it and it just makes it more difficult. You yeah. know, if it was like, I ordered 10 things, here's 10 things, great. It's like, I ordered 10, here's four. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And it's, people are ordering more, or there's more people ordering? Um, both. Yeah. yeah. I'd say both. Yeah. Definitely more people. The list is longer. But, yeah, yeah. Have you, uh, I mean, what are the, you know, I feel, you know, one of the reasons I was really excited to talk to you, Scott, uh, many reasons, but one of them. <laughs> one of them is just that I want, you know, I feel like, uh, especially with places restaurants closed Mm -hmm. there's just fewer and fewer pub like spaces Mm -hmm. right now right and i've had the impulse to like i just want to (laughs) go shopping like i just need to like get out of the house right i want to go somewhere where can i go oh let's go get some um let's get some lettuce (laughs) um you know something and i've heard other people say the same thing Mm -hmm. and so um you're sort of one of the few your place your Mm -hmm. business is one of the few hubs in a way Mm -hmm. and i guess i'm curious what kind of uh things you've like just noticed from people i mean have people had um what are some of the maybe more standout encounters or um people being very very worried or not worried at all or reactive about something or um i don't know you yeah Um, that's a good question unusual i mean i think that we are always have been a hub and people come and you know talk and hang out but I have also noticed that most people don't stay long always been that kind of way really people come in and shop and they want to they're not there to um, you know hang out and talk with people some are um, but I think in general most people come in and their things move along you know they want to sure I want to go shop but I really don't want to hang out in any one place too long (laughs) that's what I'm thinking Um, Fortunately, the humor level is still uh, pretty good, mm. you know. Um, got to be careful. Always got to be careful with humor, but... <laughs> um, have, you ever, have you had any bad run-ins? Oh, no. I mean, we always have. It's retail. You always have some people that are having a bad day or a bad decade or, <laughs> you know, that, that kind of like you just have to be careful mm. and pay attention to what you're doing or saying. Um, so fortunately, I've been I've been able to avoid <laughs> disasters. I'm, I've learned over my 68 years, I guess, that uh, I mean, humor's always been that. That was, in, in some ways, I was a funny one in my family. It was the number three son, mm-hmm. and I remember early on being the funny one, and then, but also somehow learning what's good to be funny about at any given time and what's not. Mm-hmm. You know. Not that I haven't, like, you know, shoved my foot very deeply into my mouth many times. But, uh, so humor's good. It's good to have the humor around. Um, and uh, I'm noticing, uh, I can be, really for myself, the, the tension level for me is around, maybe because it's general in society, we're seeing it, that there's a lot of skepticism. So the tension for me is around that. I'm not, I'm not feeling, unfortunately, real patient with 
do you think this is a hoax? You know, those kinds of questions that people ask sometimes. I got to be real careful I don't just like <laughs> jump on somebody and say, uh, well, I'm pretty sure people are dying, mm. you know? People are getting sick and, uh, and uh, you know, you think, all you got to do is listen to what's going on in New York, you know, um, for uh, what a, a reference, a reference point. And then, you know, I'll usually say, you know, how it started, where it started, all that stuff. I don't know. That's to me, that's like a debate for another time, because right now, you know, it's important that we realize that something is going on. It's a time for us to for the, look at the common good, which I think we've gotten really away from in our <laughs> in our society here. Uh, what's what's good for all of us even if that means putting a mask on uh being isolated whatever um that sort of thing but yeah so, so you see that you get that a little bit mm. but most people i think are just uh come in they get their food might make a little one comment but uh less social right now yes i would say so yeah and it's probably still it's always been that some people are a little more uh, reticent about making comments about anything you know because you never know you know Uh, I'm kind of wondering too if the last um, you know there's been in the past say week in New York for instance a bit of a plateau Mm -hmm. and even a slight drop off Mm -hmm. on hospitalizations and deaths Mm -hmm. and um, I've definitely been noticing a little bit of a relaxation around me mm-hmm. and also kind of like are we supposed to be relaxing or should we just stay <laughs> as tr- wondering if this is something you're seeing on uh, at a you know you have a bigger sample size than I do uh, yes and though, although sometimes I think I see it and then I'm not so sure that's what I saw the first place I think I see it is when I'm driving to Eugene in the morning and back and I'm thinking, oh, there's, are there more car, cars out here this morning? So I start thinking, oh, people are starting to relax. And then I get on the Beltline, and you know, it's like driving in a holiday. There's like not much going on. Mm. So, um, and then maybe uh, you know, you go to uh, one of the stores or something, and it seems like there's um, well, there's less people in a lot of places now. So people have spread it out more. So, but I feel it too, I feel it, and I feel it in myself, because it's so surreal anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, here we are, we're standing in, by, by the river, yeah. it's a beautiful sunny day, yeah. and it's easy to forget that something's going on, you know, something you can't really see. So, so I would say yes, I think it seems to be natural, right? And then you hear the, the protests and stuff going on too, you know, we, we want to be able to do whatever we want to be able to do, um, and that's got to have an impact too, you know. And in Oregon, so far, fingers crossed or whatever you do you know seems to um, be not hitting being hit as hard although I think we know that there's a lot more people that have had it or gotten it than you know um, yeah I mean do you feel like people from a wide uh, political spectrum come into the store um, yes but I mean I would say predominantly it's people in the broadly defined alternative uh-huh. you know people who are who are already looking at uh, food and health and uh, their family and all that kind of stuff certainly you know or the committed to organic food or, um, yeah but I I've noticed all along that that's one of the things I really like about feel good about what we've been doing that there are people who I'd have some good friends that I know that if we were to start talking politics we'd be like 
okay, never mind. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's important that I include them and that they include me. I appreciate that, right? Um, and we can be helpful to each other on some levels. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, um, even though I'm a, you know, as you said earlier, I've got the face perfect for a podcast. Um, it's kind of, it's an interesting, maybe it's a contradiction for some people, but I, even though I'm a hippie-ish looking old guy, you know, the, the kind of guy that you're going to see in the Eugene area, Eugene Cottage Grove, Oregon, as like, I, I get mistaken for a lot of people, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm an old, balding, gray-haired hippie guy with a ponytail, right, mm-hmm. and a beard. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many of those do you see a day in Oregon? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> um, but it's always been kind of a thing for me is I, I, I love, uh, I want the, like the farm stand to look like a, be very welcoming yeah. for everybody. And so if there's things that start to happen that look a little too funky for me, I, it, I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want it to be too funky. Yeah. So that people can easily fall back on, oh, it's just a bunch of hippies doing that. You know, I don't think, I don't really feel comfortable going in there. Yeah. Um, again, even though when they've come in and they say, yeah, I own it, they go, okay. <laughs> are we at the country fair or are we at the, <laughs> the farm stand? Um, so. I wanted, um, are there anything, is there anything that's happening, any changes that are made, or even just changes in mindset that you've been having, um, you know, about your business, which is what we've mainly been talking about, but really just in general. You know, one of the things I've been hearing a lot is we're not, you know, it can't return to normal, mm-hmm. or right. there's no going back, as much as certain politicians are going to say, we just want to go back to normal. Right. It obviously is... Uh, it's not quite right. And so I guess my sort of question here is like, do you feel there's something through that, that kind of coming through this, going through this gauntlet of the, of the Rona <laughs> that um, you're, you're changing or your business changing or your mindset that, or just, um, could be, let's say, the whole thing kind of dies out with the sun or whatever reason, whatever. with the disinfectant that's being injected <laughs> into our veins. <laughs> whatever, for whatever reason, the thing sort of passes or at least comes mm-hmm. to some stasis. You kind of hear my question. I'm trying to make it long-winded so you have time right. to think about it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm baffled. If things are changing, which they must be, I'm not aware of it at this point. Yeah. What I'm aware of is just more like day to day. What am I going to do tomorrow? You yeah. know, what's it going to be like tomorrow? I keep I'm expecting things to. Um, hopefully someday this will all. <laughs> I don't know about go away, but it'll all become a, you know. Remember COVID nineteen? You know, remember those days? Uh, but we're not there, right in the middle of it, and I'm wondering if the this bump that my business has got if this is gonna if it's gonna bump it up to a different level mm. or if it's gonna you know sort of drift back down uh, to where it was and the only reason I wish that wasn't important but you know we're we've been even though we've been there for over 10 years we're we've never reached a level where we're producing enough that it's I consider it totally sustainable mm. it's always when I think about how would this continue on I kind of go Ugh. <laughs> can't can't really have as many people working here that it would be good to have so that the stress level is low, lower. Um, can't pay people what I'd like to be able to pay them. You know, all those kinds of questions that are still there. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know. I maybe it's because I'm just so wrapped up in the middle of it. I don't really know what. Does it look like I'm changing? (laughs) (laughs) I can't describe that look. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, I don't know. I. Now that you've asked the question, though, we'll see. We'll Maybe open it up. Go start ch- we'll check back in. Okay. No, well, I really appreciate you taking the time oh, on yeah. your hours off. Uh-huh. And um, and also, I think I'm speaking for a lot of people here, just sort of appreciating um, keeping the, the farm stand going, making that a reality and a, a place um, that I want to go as often as I can to get my lettuce. And I... I have to just remember to limit my shopping trips for public health purposes. But <laughs> No, but seriously, just that it's, it's there is really... Uh, I, I've been hearing, especially lately, um, how, how, how much is valued in our community. So I just wanted to pass that along. Yeah. Well, that's nice. I mean, I appreciate hearing that. And actually, I do, I do feel it. I mm. feel it because people express it a lot, which is nice. Yeah, it helps a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, other than just trying to survive personally, which, you know, it has to be up there at the top for why I do this at all, mm-hmm. right? This is to be able to got to have some money to pay the rent and all that kind of stuff. It's, yeah, that's why I do it. That's mm-hmm. why I've done pretty much everything. It's, it's the, the uh, joy, the feedback you get from seeing that it has a positive impact. Yeah. All right. Can't see me cry on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Scott. Thank you for thinking of me. Appreciate it. Changing sea.